You are listening to ReachMD. The following program is sponsored by the National Osteoporosis Foundation. To learn more about the programs and services offered, please visit www.nof.org. I'm your host, Dr. Shira Johnson, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Meryl LaBeouf, a practicing endocrinologist and chief of the calcium and bone section at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. She is also the director of the Skeletal Health and Osteoporosis Center and Bone Density Unit, a professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School, and a trustee of the National Osteoporosis Foundation. Dr. LaBeouf, welcome to ReachMD. Pleased to be here and join you in this discussion. So tell us, why is the National Osteoporosis Foundation concerned about fractures? Well, osteoporosis is the most common bone disease, and it results from an imbalance in the amount of bone form versus that broken down, architectural changes, and a decrease in bone mass. Most importantly, osteoporosis is a disease that results in fractures, and fractures are a sign of the disease. At present, we have medications that can decrease fractures by 50% and new medications on the horizon that can even produce a greater reduction in fractures and large increases in bone density. So we have effective therapies, but it's important that we identify those individuals who already had a fracture or who had high risk for fracture so that we can evaluate and treat them. In addition to that, since 90% of patients who have a fracture of the hip, for instance, will fall, identification of those individuals who are falling is important so that fall prevention interventions can be put in place. A third of adults uh, 65 and older uh, have falls, and 50% of those falls result in serious injuries, and one of those serious injuries is a fracture. Fractures themselves are associated with uh, significant morbidity and mortality, and so therefore our goal for the National Osteoporosis Foundation is try to identify high-risk individuals for fractures and also reduce the fractures with effective therapy after appropriate evaluation. So exactly how many Americans are affected by osteoporosis and fractures? Approximately 10 million Americans have osteoporosis, and another 44 million Americans have low bone density that increases their risk of fracture. 54 million Americans have osteoporosis or at risk for osteoporosis. Half of women age 50 and older will have an osteoporotic fracture in their remaining lifetime. Approximately uh, 20% of men age 50 and older will develop an osteoporotic fracture in their lifetime. So overall, there are 2 million fractures each year that are attributed to osteoporosis, and many of these can be prevented. Why should healthcare providers be concerned about secondary fracture prevention? Well, many osteoporotic-related fractures can be prevented, but because of the magnitude of the problem and the urgency to address it now, causes us to focus on the highest risk individuals, and those are individuals who've already experienced their first fracture. Fractures result in a vicious cycle of subsequent fractures, so we're trying to identify, for instance, the patients with hip fractures who are extremely high risk for another fracture as well as severe functional limitations and even mortality. A fracture is a sign of osteoporosis, And uh, therefore, if the first fracture is not recognized and therefore not diagnosed and treated, it makes it more likely that there'll be a second or even a third fracture. In terms of the fracture risk, for example, 
in an individual who's had a hip fracture, there is a two-and-a-half-fold increased risk of another fracture, and some of those fractures occur on the other hip and within the first year following a hip fracture. Spine fractures are often not clinically evident, and in fact, 75% of spine fractures are not clinically evident with signs of back pain, for instance, and these fractures can be identified with x-rays or with a special test called vertebral fracture assessment on the bone density machines. Patients with a spine fracture have a five-fold risk of a future spine fracture, often within the first year, and a two-fold risk of a hip fracture. Therefore, patients who've had fractures are at increased risk for fractures. And new data show that there are functional impairments following uh, hip fractures, but also other fractures as well. So, for instance, after a hip fracture, 40% of patients aren't able to walk independently, and 80% of adults who have a hip fracture also have restrictions in their other activities of daily living. Which then makes them more prone to another fracture. Yes. That's a, some pretty startling numbers. Now, the U.S. lags behind the rest of the world in regard to secondary fracture prevention. Why is the USA different? The United States is striving right now through efforts for the National Bone Health Alliance and the Fracture Liaison Service to implement programs across the United States for secondary fracture prevention. However, at this time, we are not meeting kind of the needs of evaluation of these patients with fractures. In fact, uh, only 23% of, of women 67 and older who suffered a hip fracture or other type of fracture are evaluated or treated for their osteoporosis. So therefore, we still have a long ways to go with an 80% care gap to make sure that patients with fractures are evaluated and treated. And the fact that at present there are um, multiple payers, um, it may be difficult to track the national performance um, and institute uh, wide reaching quality improvement initiatives, and there may also be some challenges with the Affordable Care Act rollout as we transition from fee-for-service reimbursement model to reimbursement for quality. But certainly um, one other, I think, uh, challenge is that there's a, a marked increase in the implementation of the electronic medical record across the United States. Use of the electronic health record will make it easier to to monitor quality measures and also to implement more systematic changes in terms of healthcare delivery as well as monitoring the um, quality metrics for healthcare. In, in the fracture liaison services have been successful in a number of closed and open settings both in the U.S. and abroad, um, most notably in the U.K. And, and Canada. One important point to note, however, is that in the United States, we do have Medicare, and Medicare pays for approximately 80% of the annual 2 million fractures with hip fractures accounting for um, 72% of those costs. So if we're able to reduce hip fractures, uh, we certainly uh, can reduce costs, and there's evidence now that primary and secondary fracture prevention reduces health care costs. So in your opinion, do you think clinicians can be doing a better job? I think it's important to increase awareness about osteoporosis and to also implement metrics for quality improvement for the care of osteoporosis. Right now, as I mentioned earlier, there's an 80% care gap and only 23% of women 
uh, aged 67 and older who've suffered a fracture or tested or treated for their osteoporosis. And so therefore, we certainly have a long way to go to get to more than 90% of patients who have a fracture evaluated and treated. In the United States, however, individuals who present with cardiovascular symptoms, more than 90% of them are evaluated and treated for the underlying heart disease. So for osteoporosis, uh, our goal is to try to increase awareness, identification, and treatment of the many patients with osteoporosis who can benefit from effective therapies that we have, as well as um, other programs such as fall prevention and strategies to try to reduce the risk of falls. Would you like to explain why there's a focus on this now? The National Osteoporosis Foundation has adopted the 2020 vision of the National Bone Health Alliance which includes many organizations and stakeholders in the care of osteoporosis. So the goal for the NBHA is to reduce secondary fractures by 20% by the year 2020. To reach this goal, the National Osteoporosis Foundation estimates a total of 1,000 fracture liaison programs are needed. Currently, there are approximately 150 to 200. So if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Shira Johnson, and I have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Meryl LaBeouf about osteoporosis, fractures, how they affect men, women, economics, and mortality and morbidity. You know, you've mentioned the FLS program. Some of our listeners may not know what that is. What is an FLS program? What does it stand for, and what can it do? The Fracture Liaison Service, an FLS program, is a coordinated system of care Key members of a fracture liaison service include an FLS coordinator, a nurse, a physician assistant or nurse practitioner, and a physician champion whose goal it is to prevent future fractures. And the focus is on tracking um, post-fracture care to make sure that individuals who had a fracture get a bone density test by dual X-ray absorptiometry, which is widely available across the United States, and appropriate evaluation of laboratory tests to look for secondary causes of osteoporosis, some of which may be reversible. In addition, the FLS service um, will strive to have uh, fall prevention training and start and continue pharmacotherapy over time and to monitor adherence to therapy. The clinical pathway was implemented post-fracture to make sure the patient is treated for their underlying disease of osteoporosis and that the patient stays on treatment. And that would make sense because from what you've told us, then future fractures can be eliminated or prevented. Yes. What are the other benefits offered by the FLS programs? Well, the FLS program has greatly reduced the number of costly and serious recurrent fractures by identifying and appropriately treating post-fracture patients and recognize that this group is at the highest risk for future fractures. It helps to provide better care for fracture patients, to also make sure that they receive calcium and vitamin D and uh, have an evaluation so that reversible causes of osteoporosis are addressed and treated, and then uh, implement programs to improve the um, physical therapy as well as balance training and fall prevention approaches. Based on studies from overseas largely, as well as some in the U.S., there are better patient outcomes and there are lower costs 
largely due to the prevention of future hip fractures. Which is significantly important. That's very good. Yes. What are some examples of successful programs in practice? One of the most successful is the Kaiser Permanente Healthy Bones Program, and this is a closed system, a HMO program that reduced the expected hip fracture rate by 38% since 1998. We have a program at Brigham and Women's Hospital where we uh, have put in place a program called the Brigham Fracture Intervention Team Initiative where patients who are admitted with a hip fracture are evaluated um, with a calcium vitamin D level and the, the hip fracture patients get uh, vitamin D and then our endocrinologists evaluate these patients for uh, secondary causes of osteoporosis after the hip fracture and then we uh, seek to evaluate and treat them uh, as an outpatient as well. So um, this is a program that we've been putting in place where we actually put modifications in our electronic health record so that we can help work with our orthopedic surgeons and our champion orthopedic surgeons to really advance the care of, of the osteoporosis underlying the hip fracture. Geisinger achieved a $7.8 million cost savings over five years with a fracture liaison service, and others are utilizing some of the key uh, educational features from these programs to implement uh, fracture liaison services at their hospitals. You know, in a short amount of time, you've given us a lot of information of, that clinicians may be interested in that will decrease mortality, morbidity, um, cost prevention, secondary fractures. If a clinician listening to this program is interested, where can they go for more information? The National Osteoporosis Foundation is launching the fracture liaison training course and offering a Fracture Liaison Certificate Program. This information is available on www.nof.org, and that's um, National Osteoporosis Foundation, www.nof.org. And there's CME credit available for participants in this program. In addition to that, there's some very useful information on the National Bone Health Alliance Fracture Prevention Central.org, where there's a collection of tools and resources available to help healthcare professionals implement programs at their hospital. Dr. LaBeouf, thank you for being with us today and sharing your insights on osteoporosis, osteopenia, and the importance of fracture diagnosis and prevention. Um, really in anybody um, over age 50 or 60. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you. You've been listening to ReachMD. The preceding program was sponsored by the National Osteoporosis Foundation. For more information about the FLS training course and certificate program, please visit www.nof-iso.org. That's nof-iso.org. And to download this podcast, please visit reachmd.com forward slash nof. Thank you for listening.